For God so loved an undeserving world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, even life in abundance. We never deserved it. The love he bestowed on us was unmerited, yet it was not a function of us, but a function of him who had it all planned out, right from the beginning, just so that we could come back to him and be restored back to our place. Even much more than one found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and Esther in the sight of King Asherus, he has given unto us grace. For of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. For though the law was given by Moses, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Thus, for as many that believe and confess, there is grace for grace, even great grace. For we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are saved. And if it is by grace, then it is absolutely no more of works. Else, if it had been of our work, the grace would have been no grace. But we do not constrain the grace of God, because if righteousness are come by our working and our fulfillment of the law, then Christ is dead in vain. But Christ is not dead in vain. We therefore struggle no more with works, for he who has called us by grace is able to keep us stayed in him by much more grace. Even though all have seen and have come short the glory of God, yet we have been freely justified by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If our sins that are past have been remitted, have we now by grace been given more opportunity to sin? No. Remember, we do not frustrate the grace of God. It is important we know that grace is never freedom to sin. Rather, or instead, it is freedom from sin. It is never freedom to do less. There is a divine enablement that comes with grace to do even much more. For we have been made eternally righteous before God, and there is an ability on the inside of, God, of us to live without sin, even above sin. For the law came into the picture so that offense would be full to the brim, so that offense would abound. But do you know that wherever sin abound, grace did much more abound, so that as sin had reigned unto death. Even so, grace raised through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. But is this grace grace to sin? No, rather it is grace to really live as those who are dead to sin. Then how can we who are dead to sin live it in it again? God forbid. So we can't say because we want more grace, we will engage in more sin. No, we are buried with him in ba- by baptism into death. And we are raised up from the dead so that we should walk in the newness of life. Which is why we reckon ourselves, we tell it to ourselves and we know it, we live in it. It is our reality that indeed we are dead to sin. And by his grace we are alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The fact that Jesus intercedes for us does not mean we should live in sin. Because sin does not reign in our mortal body. We do not obey it in, in, in its lust. Believer, we do not obey sin. We are dead to sin. We do not yield to sin but to God. For though we live temporarily in this fallen world, we know that grace is not God taking us out of the world so that we will not be contaminated by the world. Rather, it is God keeping us in this world by the help of the Holy Ghost so that we will be uncontaminated even though we live in this contaminated world. So it is important for us to know that because there is grace wherever there is there, um, sin is, does not mean we should keep sinning so that we can have more grace. Even Apostle Paul said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. For if any man because of grace continually sin, then the grace of God upon him is in vain. Thus we should not sin. 
We should not serve sin because we reckon and we know that our old man is crucified with him. Romans 6 verse 6. There is grace. Grace has been made available. Grace to fall. Grace not to fall into sin. Grace to yield unto the Holy Spirit as he helps us. Grace for us to submit ourselves unto God. Grace to live a sinless life. So, my dear, are you still battling with sin? Grace is actually made available. So please offer up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him who is able to save you from death. The grace is totally available. The grace to live above sin is made available. Jesus did it. He lived above sin too. He was tempted and, you know, the experience in the Garden of Gethsemane is not just something we just overlook. It is not as easy as we think it is. This is Jesus just like us in the flesh, full with the Spirit, yet he refused to fall into temptation. He died for me, he died for you. He has made grace available for us. We don't have to wallow in sin again. He has nailed the flesh with him to the cross. He is able, even abundantly able to deliver and to save. Jesus is able, much more than able, to deliver those of us who trust in him. He loves us still. He wants us to be sinless, even more than we ourselves want to be sinless. Which is why we need to rely on his grace. Because of ourselves, we can do nothing. For though our spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Understand that yes, we are saved, we know God and we love him. Yes, just like he is, so we are. But what about the soul? What about the anger, the lies, the masturbation, the envy and jealousy, the killings and the addiction and all of those things that have have been deposited into the soul before we become saved? Now that we are saved, does it really mean that all of these things we just like a twinkling of the eye, just go and (laughs) will not do them again? Basically, the truth is maybe no. Because even now, there might be more intensity, there might be more probability of us falling into those things and doing those things because the moment we are saved, the devil now has more eyes on us. The devil is watching us more than he does before. But grace is actually made available. We submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil. He flees from us and we behold Jesus. And as we behold him, we have been transformed from glory to glory into his image so that as he is truly in our spirit, in our soul and in our bodily living, so we are in this world. We are believers. We are dead to sin. We reckon ourselves to this truth because we actually, we truly and we really are dead to sin. We are alive to Christ. We do not take the grace of God for granted. We do not see the grace of God as a license to go into any kind of sin or even to sin at all. It, rather, we know it is a license that gives us the ability to live without sinning. We are free from all of these things. For who the Son of God sets free is free indeed. We are free from sin. And just as Jesus did it, we would do it. And if we would not do anything, we would not We would not do it too. Truly, our former nature were born of sin. Psalm 51 verse 5. Yet he who has saved us from sin has redeemed us eternally. Our sinful nature died, died in crucifixion with him, and with the sinless nature we are alive with him. Great grace has he given unto us, for sin shall not have dominion over us, for we are not under the law, but under grace. Brethren, 
this is the dispensation of grace. We understand this grace. We do not frustrate this grace. We reckon daily that eternally we are crucified with Christ. He did not leave us without a comforter. He has not left us without a guide and an helper in our inadequacies. He is there to help us. The Holy Spirit is there to help us, to lead us and to guide us so that even as we submit ourselves to Him, we live above sin. So, forever, the undeserving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the undying love of God, the unending communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us all. Amen. We live above sin because He who is from above is above all.